Hello and thank you for joining us here on the Growth Medium podcast. My name is Sarah and I'm a first year medic here in the UK and I'm also co-host to the Growth Medium. And my name is Mem, also a co-host on the Growth Medium podcast. I'm a third year biochemistry student and a blogger on bimem.com. Just to give you a little insight about who we are, we bust myths in science and health by talking to the experts and sprinkling a little bit of controversy in there. I guess you could call us the myth busters. Severe eye roll. Anyway, we use evidence-based research as our weapons of choice. And don't forget, this season, we're overlapping culture with science. Absolutely. And to be part of all of this, all you have to do is join us every Monday as we learn more and grow our mindsets together. Enjoy and let's get on to the episode. Hello guys and welcome back to The Growth Media, the final episode once again for season two and I got to say like time flies, literally flies. Yep, it, it, it's it's gone so fast this time round and obviously we had less episodes this season but regardless it went really really quickly. Um, today we're going to take a relaxed approach uh, to the episode, I guess that's been a theme for this season but hey Mm -hmm. um but we're gonna have a discussion around sleep hustle culture and grinding the whole thing about busy culture um that seems to be a thing uh for millennials and the current generation so like gen z and i mean i've seen the rise of like ig influencers um who talk about hustling and that type of thing a lot so we're gonna really dive deep into that yeah and so we'll start it off with the science and the state different stages of sleep um and then we'll get into our like our personal habits i think sleep is really underrated Mm -hmm. people don't give it enough credit i love my sleep but i also don't get enough sleep at the same time (laughs) and i'm sure mim can attest to that as well (laughs) she has her own um you know do i sleep story (laughs) that's the question that's the question (laughs) um anyway so yeah what did you say sorry no no go on go on all right so i was reading or reading or listening to this um audio book and it's called why we sleep by matthew walker and i just it was the first time i kind of subscribed to audible and you Mm -hmm. and then so basically i'll be referring to this book throughout the episode and it kind of opened my eyes to like different sleeping habits i haven't finished it but so far, so good. Mm-hmm. And I'm really enjoying it. <laughs> That's good. I mean, I haven't... I learned a little bit about sleep back at um, sixth form when we had this, like, mindfulness yoga society that, you know, we had to join societies <laughs> back in sixth form. And um, the teacher for that society, like, we had to sit around in a circle and all make one goal that we wanted to improve. Um uh, uh, being part of that society and my one was to actually get some sleep because at that time I was routinely getting four hours of sleep a night so um that was probably my first exposure to uh like how important sleep is because my teacher was literally like girl go go get your sleep go get your sleep <laughs> um but anyways um what I learned through that was you know the different types of sleep patterns but also the sleep cycle itself so we're going to be talking about that a little bit um and basically the sleep cycle is kind of regulated by two aspects right Mm -hmm. it's regulated by homeostasis and circadian rhythm and so it's homeostasis meaning like how much sleep you got the night before and like how your body's impacted and but then your sleep is also impacted by the circadian rhythm as i said so it's just molecular mechanisms in the brain and these it's regulated by um daylight natural daylight and it basically controls the release of certain hormones that induces sleepiness Mm -hmm. um so as nighttime approaches you feel more and more sleepy and this is basically controlled by your circadian rhythm Mm -hmm. um just in case um anyone's confused homeostasis is basically 
um, your body maintaining physio- physiological balance um, in different processes so that it can maintain kind of optimal functioning. So yeah, so like DNA repair um, and just making sure that your body's all up to scratch for the next day. Yeah. So if you don't have enough sleep the day before, obviously that's going to impact um, your metabolic processes. And so that also regulates how sleepy you feel during the day. Exactly. Yeah. And in terms of circadian rhythms, I'm sure we all actually know that melatonin is involved in um, sleep regulation. But another hormone is actually adenosine. So those two hormones are quite important to induce that sleepiness. And substances like caffeine, so your coffee, your daily coffee, will block these hormone receptors in the brain. So they can't act as effectively and that's why you wouldn't feel sleepy after a cup of coffee yeah and so like on the top of coffee um it's no secret that i love my coffee i really really love coffee i like how it tastes Mm -hmm. um i don't like straight up bitter espresso shots Mm -hmm. that i cannot do so i'm not a hardcore fan but i still love coffee whereas mim is the complete opposite Mm. And um, so, yeah, I was listening to this book that I mentioned earlier, Why We Sleep. Mm -hmm. The narrator was basically, the book says that when we have like just a normal regular shot of coffee and it can take up to six hours for just half that amount to be broken down and degraded in your body. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's kind of crazy because if you have like more than one cup of coffee, like it's no question that i'm having difficulty going to bed at the end of the day yeah yeah. (laughs) because there's still a load of coffee a caffeine in my system yeah and um yeah they just kind of put it into perspective and ever since then i've kind of made sure that it's just one cup Mm -hmm. unless unless i need to like you know hustle and grind throughout the night but other than that it's just one cup of coffee in the morning no later than 12. (laughs) it's funny you mentioned that actually because um I've made it no secret, right? Sarah and I went to a very strict sixth form. Um, and it was stricter back in my day, unfortunately. <laughs> but one <laughs> thing that was quite common um, is that students, we, so we'd come in at 8 a.m. Mm-hmm. And we'd routinely leave at like 5 p.m., 4 p.m. to 5 p.m. So usually if you're lucky. it was basically <laughs> doing, if, if you're lucky, basically. And it was basically doing, yeah, so it was very routine for us to come in at 8 a.m., leave at 5 p.m. if you were lucky. Um, and that's because you just had a bunch of, you know, compulsory things you had to do so like compulsory lectures societies etc and one thing that they tried to teach us throughout sixth form was like the time management thing and how caffeine can affect your sleep and your um, productivity and stuff and they would say you should never have caffeine or sugar or like something really sugary uh, six hours before you want to go to bed and all my classmates all my like my cohort was like we leave at 5 p.m. So if we want to sleep at 11, <laughs> how do you expect us not to have any chocolate after 5 p.m.? And it's it, it was funny because it's like sixth form. You are the one that's making us, you know, have all these sugary foods after this time because you don't let us leave. But, you know, it's, it's it was just... How else are you meant to stay awake? Exactly. Forget staying awake, it but like just stop. enjoying It doesn't time. stop at five. Exactly. It doesn't stop at five. You go home, you do more work. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Because all the time that you could have been spent revising, you're spending it on like these societies and stuff. Anyway, this is a complete different run. But Another, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, on the coffee thing, um, this is like, we've known this. I don't like coffee. Um, I yeah. actually, there was one time in my life where I used to drink peppermint tea um and this was like during my foundation year to um you know get some energy for exams but then that doesn't really have any caffeine so it didn't really impact so really my only source of caffeine now is like chocolate and you know I eat milk chocolate so there's not that much caffeine in it but regardless I promise myself that if I ever have caffeine it's only gonna be actually no I drink Pepsi Max too <laughs> but if I only have like <laughs> true caffeine <laughs> if I only have like uh you know a coffee obviously there's way more caffeine in coffee if I only have that that will be like at a time where I'm super busy if I'm like working a nine to five that's not really a nine to five and you know having to do all this other stuff so let's talk about the actual sleep process then 
And there's basically five stages, uh, depending if if you want to include the wake stage, that's just before you sleep. Yeah. Yeah, so basically the wake stage meaning the point where you're awake before you fall asleep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) The process of falling asleep. So yeah, so we kind of alternate between two types of sleep, the rapid eye uh, movement and the non-rapid eye movement sleep. Mm -hmm. And so throughout the night, you have different stages of each of the following that I'm kind of going to break down. So the the non-rapid eye movement sleep is kind of also divided into three sub-stages. And then, so you have the lighter stages when you're just falling into that, you know, just slowly easing into it. It's like roughly five minutes and your your body is calming down and cooling and your breathing patterns are a bit more regular. Mm -hmm. And then we move into like a deeper uh, type of sleep and your heart rate begins to drop and everything, your body temperature as well. And this can last for roughly 25 minutes. Mm-hmm. And it consists of about 50% of your the entirety of your sleep. Um, and then we have the N3, which is the deepest stage of sleep. And it is, you know, when you're sleeping mm-hmm. and no one can wake you up. Mm-hmm. That's basically what the stage is. Mm-hmm. You're really deep into it. And often if you do wake up from this stage, you find like you have this really bad mental fogginess. Mm-hmm. Um, which can last from like half an hour to an hour and it takes a really quite a long time for you to wake up. And this is when the body kind of repairs and grows and it, you have the, you, I mean, of the benefits of sleep is strengthening your immune system. And this is what happens basically at this stage. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the final stage I want to mention is the rapid eye movement stage. And this is, a stage that's often associated with dreaming mm-hmm. and your brain activity. So when they measure your brain activity, this your brain activity measured is often the closest to what we normally see when a person is awake. Mm-hmm. And then you just basically alternate between these different um, stages, mainly two, three and R. And yeah. so I didn't, did I mention the different, the N1, N2, N3 and R? Yeah, you did, you did. Did I name them? Okay. Yeah, so you kind of, alternate between the n3 and the r um and r being and the, the rem N, section right when the rem section yeah r-e-m mm. so rapid eye movement where you're awake but not awake mm-hmm. <laughs> if that makes sense and yeah, I guess it's kind of it's kind of sorry confusing yeah because there's so many different parts of this and so many hormones involved but yeah that's pretty much the baseline and the the basic understanding of the different stages of sleep yeah and i guess the rem um cycle that's what we uh like i guess that's what i hear about most uh when it comes to you know this like productivity side of things that you want to kind of wake up um either in the rem stage or like right after the rem stage because that's when your body is most close to normal so you're not going to feel groggy when you wake up yeah um whereas if you're waking up in like the N3, you're going to feel groggy. Mm-hmm. So um, that's basically the science of it. We're not going to go much more into detail with that. Um, if you'd like an episode going into more detail, then definitely let us know on Instagram. Um, mm-hmm. But we're going to go more into kind of our own personal sleep schedules, but also discussing how this feeds into the whole like hustle culture grind kind of culture Mm -hmm. that we have yeah yeah so it brings us on to what we really wanted to talk about this the hustle culture as you mentioned it's it's funny because i don't know what is hustle culture when i think of hustle culture i think of people who say sleep is for losers you know hard work never stops if you want to achieve your goals you can't afford to take breaks you can't afford to take it easy if you want it hard enough then you will work 24 7 yep that's the gist of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and like you said earlier, to a certain extent, I don't think there's something wrong with it, right? Like, obviously, mm-hmm. when it comes to your primary job or university or whatever, you have to hustle to some extent. Like, you have to put in work to uh, yeah, reach your goals. Yeah, work, isn't it? Exactly. And, um, exactly, uh, to reach your goals and do well or whatever. But it 
becomes a problem i think when it's i don't know there's like a level to which it can become toxic i guess mm-hmm. um i watched a video the other day oh i can't remember who it was by i can't remember who it was by i think his name was james and it was incredible it was such an incredible video and he was talking more about the addiction side of hustle culture so how reading these books mm-hmm. about hustle culture how about grinding can lead to kind of an addiction to not the mm-hmm. culture itself but the people who um are proponents of this culture that leads to obviously spending money on their things and it can become i don't want to say pathogenic at that point but it impedes on your life doesn't it because you're always working it can lead to burnout you're always you know not you're always praising these people that you find on the internet but you don't actually know if they're like that that's also something that we need to acknowledge so yeah yeah. it's funny you mentioned the addiction because i was reading this as well and that and so you're saying that there's an addiction to the people who carry out those lifestyle or the lifestyle itself rather than an addiction to the work or do you mean like an addiction to the work so the um person that i was watching the video they talked Mm. about the addiction to um kind of like reading and consuming self-help books and content rather than actually going and doing the work so that's what they were talking about it's funny you mentioned that because it's no secret I do like to watch productivity videos mm-hmm. and where people get up at 5am and you feel pro- quote unquote productive through just watching these videos mm-hmm. and it does get addictive it'll just be there in the corner if I'm feeling lazy I will open one of these videos and lo and behold, I don't feel lazy anymore because I'm watching <laughs> how I'm going to be productive but do I actually implement some of these um tips and tricks i find online some of them i do yeah yeah but not to an extent that i think is enough Mm -hmm. because some of these tips are really valuable and i do think it will make a difference in my life like waking up early and um and sleeping on time and making sure that routine doesn't change Mm -hmm. um i know that's beneficial and so many regardless of like what people think and their opinions and their tips i know that is a beneficial you need to establish a routine for your body to have that okay as we approach this time it's time for bedtime it will wind down and etc etc but then to actually implement that is another story mm-hmm. which yeah. i think we need to work on <laughs> that that you know obviously i've been um through a lot of school I've been Mm -hmm. through a lot of school right now and obviously I've had jobs and stuff so for me um, productivity was something that like obviously I love uh, you know consuming productivity content Um, and before I used to be quite like what you were saying I would watch these videos and I'd feel productive myself like oh yeah I just Mm -hmm. learned how to do xyz but now I can say that I'm at a point where the content is still interesting to me definitely but I've implemented um, techniques and systems that work well for me. Obviously, I'm not perfect. No one is perfect. Um, and I've still got a long way to go. But I've come to a point where it's not, I'm not consuming more. Like there's this thing, you don't want to consume more than you create type of vibe. And this goes in hand in hand with hustle culture. But regardless, um, I'm at a point where um I'm consuming this productivity stuff, but it's not impacting how I feel about my own productivity. Um, I'm more consuming it because I enjoy it and then actually being productive on my own. So I think that's a point where a lot of people do struggle to reach um, because they can get into a lot of these videos and a lot of these individual people that are talking about productivity and time management and whatnot just to add on to that right i think another problem that we do have is we often see um being lazy or being unproductive as failures upon ourselves and that's Mm -hmm. not necessarily true and we think okay if i just follow this video or follow this person's routine and be productive then i'm fixed you know i'm not a failure anymore and i think it goes much much deeper than that so for a lot of people procrastination for example it's a fear of failing right rather than um actively avoiding a task or fear of the task exactly um Mm -hmm. so it's more addressing those i think is more beneficial to productivity than actually being in the web in the deep of this hustle culture 
No, absolutely. Like when it comes to making my to do to lot my to do lists uh, um and all of that recently i've taken more of a simplistic approach and i it, you realize it works so much better than just saying oh revise this topic mm-hmm. um you know go over this or like tidy bedroom it's about breaking it into tiny little tasks that as you tick it off and it, it makes it less overwhelming especially like for example you're planning an essay instead of like write essay as on your to-do list it's more like brainstorm research gather ideas draft one draft two and then when you break it down like that it's a lot more doable and as you said it's procrastination you need to look at the root of the problem Mm -hmm. and I guess you need to find out what's going on with you and not just say oh because I'm not doing xyz the same as this person in this video or I'm not being productive that you know I'm a failure Mm -hmm. it also ties in with the idea of like I think this being busy all Mm -hmm. the time culture that we have um we feel the need to be busy all the time and have something in our schedules if there's nothing in our schedules we feel like a failure Mm -hmm. like we lose the quote-unquote purpose of life um i think and it's kind of toxic because sometimes your body needs that your body has limitations exactly even though our aspirations (laughs) our aspirations are wide and far you know Mm -hmm. Um, there you do have limits, obviously, and to acknowledge that is important. Not limits in terms of in in terms of a, achieving your goal, but limits in how much work you can do At a given in twenty four hours. Exactly. exactly yeah. yeah. I I agree with that completely. And to be honest, I'm also someone who's really like falls into this trap. So I've got quite a few things on my plate. Obviously, I'm a university student. I'm in third year, so wish me luck (laughs) um Mm -hmm. but I'm also obviously doing this podcast and I'm doing my blog and I have a part-time job and so it's kind of like I felt like I had to take all this on because oh my god I'm in my third year of university this is the only time where I'm gonna have time to be able to do this extra stuff and look at all my um not classmates but look at all the my yeah I guess classmates my peers colleagues yeah colleagues yeah they're able to do x y and z a b c and they're still doing incredibly well at university if they can do it I can do it and to some extent that attitude is fine like obviously if it um, motivates you to do something but I think it becomes a problem when it starts like impacting your view on yourself and then you also end up taking up way more than you can reasonably do and everyone mm-hmm. has their own limits, right? Everyone has their own um, limits of what they can do in their different time because everyone has their own responsibilities. So I'm very lucky in the sense that I don't have many responsibilities outside what I want to do. So I'm able to um, like work, do a podcast and all that on top of my uni stuff. But there's other people who won't be able to and that's completely fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. And then you see all these people talking about how how much they do what they do they're part of this program that program this research project and they're living their life and they've had eight hours of sleep and (laughs) (laughs) i mean one not everything appears like just from looking at a person you don't know their whole entire story you know you you don't know what they've gone through what they're going through at the moment all of that so don't compare yourself and number two don't compare yourself (laughs) everyone is different and as long as you find techniques that work for you to manage your time and you find things and projects that you're passionate about and that you can fit into your schedule and it's doable and reasonable and you're not going to burn out Mm -hmm. that is important yeah and that's what matters yeah I think that's the basic kind of understanding of all this is that you should be consuming this productivity content not to feel bad about yourself not to feel like you should be doing more but learning techniques that really work to help you do the best that you can to you know reach whatever goals you have and just piggybacking off of what Sarah said what you see on the internet is not necessarily true so a lot of people they're able to do so many things but they have huge teams behind them like that's something I had to um that's something I had to realize right like obviously I can't produce the best content possible on the growth medium for example 
um, because I don't have a huge team behind me. I don't have a doctor or a nutritionist or something behind me to check my research and see that it's okay. Um, I have to do that myself. And that's going to mean that I either make less or lower quality. And obviously we prefer less because we don't, we want to produce high quality content, but you know, that's something I really had to um, learn come to terms with and yeah. come to terms with. So, okay. We talked about this a lot. How does this go back to sleep? <laughs> it goes back to sleep in the way that, okay, so let me tell you all something that I told him before. I have watched numerous people online talk about how they don't view sleep as something vital in their life. And that hurts me. They, they see sleep as a hindrance to the grind and the hustle and their hard work. And they can't, they can't wait to get sleep over and done with. They just get enough sleep or even sometimes they don't. They get enough sleep to for their body to function the next day. Mm-hmm. And that makes me very upset. <laughs> I love my sleep. You yeah. know, the again, a quote from the Why We Sleep um, book. I'll sleep when I'm dead. No, no. <laughs> I hate that so much. I used to, oh my God, I used to find that so inspiring when I was like 16 years old. And now that I'm like 22, I'm like, no, people get your sleep. You will quite literally, if you don't get enough sleep, it it has such, there's so many studies out there to prove that it has such a debilitating impact on your body's function, Mm -hmm. immune system, your gut microbiome that we, guys, little plug go and check out that that episode but yes sleep impacts your uh gut microbiome it impacts your ability to make life decisions it impacts your brain your cognitive ability Mm -hmm. um the the list goes on not just that (laughs) but it also impacts your risk of really really heartbreaking diseases right so if you there's been a study that there's been multiple studies that if you get less than six hours of sleep consecutively you're at a much higher risk of like type 2 diabetes heart disease and then early early death and that's I mean if you care about productivity and working hard I'm assuming that's not something you want like surely you're working hard to create a life that's meaningful and intentional and you know beautiful for you and that I, I don't think early death comes into that and I think part of that is making sure you look after your body along the way because Definitely. it's it's the thing that's going to carry you forward <laughs> exactly without your your body at its optimum how are you going to achieve these goals it's exactly. it will just become more difficult yeah um so yeah I mean on the topic of like sleeping and too much work have you ever had like an experience where you just pushed yourself beyond what you should have and you realize oh oh no (laughs) I shouldn't have gone that far what do you mean like in terms of too much work did you like do too much work and really push yourself for like a week or a month and at the end you're like I should have just taken it a little bit more easy on myself sis sis do you have you met me (laughs) have you met me (laughs) so um I've done this multiple, multiple times and it, it's it's terrible. Um, that makes like, me sad. <laughs> I mean, when I was younger, so probably like 15 to 18 years old, I never mm. consecutively got eight hours of sleep. I'd get four to six hours. Um, oh, no. And sometimes it'd be okay because I'd take a nap during the day. So that would kind of make up for the time. But regardless, it was terrible. And like during GCSE particularly, I took a lot of all-nighters, which was really strange because I never revised for my subjects at GCSE. Um, And I just, what was I doing all-nighters for? Like, what did I do in those nights? Um, And it was kind of, yeah, I kind of burnt out all my youthful energy by doing all those all-nighters back then and so now I'm at a stage where if I have to do an all-nighter I can't do it because I've spent you know my like formative years doing that which by the way I'm not saying you should do an all-nighter but you know sometimes obviously things come up and then even just like like recently um the last two months so uh this is coming out at the end of March so I'm talking about December 2020 and January 2021 um, I was so, so busy. So I started a new job. 
I had my two third year exams and those were worth about 30% of my overall degree mark. Um, and then also we were film uh, recording season two for um, the podcast. So it was a lot of kind of new things and a lot of difficult things all happening at once. And it was just incredibly stressful. It was so, so stressful because you have to manage your time between all those things. And also like a lot of the stuff like the job and the podcast is completely new to me so whilst I'm still you know having to get the content out I'm still learning about you know the best way to make the content or the best way to do the job so it was just a lot of learning and then (laughs) I'm doing a biochem degree so (laughs) the content for that like wish me luck sis because I don't know how I'm gonna do that and yeah no like honestly I felt so burnt out after my exams my last exam was like um in the middle of January and I felt so so exhausted so I was happy that um obviously it finished and I could take some time off but then I got into a pattern where I felt itchy taking time off because I was like I should be working so even so much other things to do exactly so even (laughs) what am I doing yeah Yeah. so even like after I finished my exams I told like I told Sarah I'm gonna take like a week off uh, the podcast week off everything just relax whatever but I couldn't even do that because I felt really really busy and like really weird taking that time off um so I still even like did podcast work in that week and that's honestly like honestly I would not recommend that to anyone like if you need that week off if you need that two weeks off take it obviously that comes from a place of privilege right like obviously the podcast is mine and Sarah's so if I want to take a week off I can pretty much it's obviously different if it's a job but you know if you can find like just time during your day or during your week to just like relax a little bit unwind hang out with the people you love obviously socially distanced because we're still in COVID times please guys yeah (laughs) but um just doing that it will help so so much now I think it's really important to kind of notice when your body is just like screaming out for a break Mm -hmm. um I mean especially in a time where everything is digitalized everything is online Mm -hmm. the podcast work is online university is online social life is online yep (laughs) um entertainment is online it's it's just so much screen time and it becomes really 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 tiring yep my eyes are just like i developed no more I developed an eye twitch because of how much I'm sitting in front of the screen. Like spasms in my eye, in my eye muscles or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And it's it's just like I am my day to day schedule is pretty much lectures from nine to five Mm -hmm. on the so on the occasional day I wouldn't I will have what? Maybe two, three lectures if I'm lucky or one if I'm so lucky. Mm. Um but yeah, and it's just you get tied in because like there's always more work to do Mm -hmm. at the end of the day there is my to-do list is our to-do list is never ending you know there's always something else to do there's always like a an episode that needs editing there's um an instagram needs a post or um there's a lec there's multiple lectures i need to catch up on Mm -hmm. that that's a fact i have multiple lectures i need to catch up on (laughs) i'd rather not say what how many but yeah, so, and it's just sometimes that even if there is more to do, you still need to take a break. Yeah. And I don't know, I'm trialing, I'm in the in the process of trialing this new kind of work method is that good night's sleep, eight hours minimum, get up early, so preferably six o'clock. I've yet to wake up at six o'clock, guys. It's been seven so far. Seven, seven thirty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not six yet. We're getting there. <laughs> it's only Wednesday. And um, so and then just work throughout my like so do some extra work in the morning and then my lectures begin at nine. And then I have a few hours at the end of the day as well to kind of catch up with any revision I need to try try and catch up with any revision I need to do, but then strictly stop working at seven, seven thirty. Mm-hmm. And kind of wind down because, I mean, if to get eight hours of sleep, I need to sleep at night, at 10, right? So there's a couple of hours just to sit downstairs, 
talk with my family, you know, take a break. Because otherwise, I'm literally at my desk from the moment I wake up to the moment I sleep. Yeah. And then it, it builds up this dread mm-hmm. in me. Like, I don't want to get up and sit at that desk again <laughs> if I don't make sure that I am taking care of myself and I spend sufficient time away from it as mm-hmm. well. Because... um. I'm, it's, I'm very sad, like, it, it pains me to say, but I cannot work anywhere but at, like, a table at my desk. Yeah. I can't work pro- properly anywhere else. Yeah. Um. Obviously, it's different in a library or a cafe where, it, yeah, in that situation, I guess. But in the house, I can't work on my bed. I can't work on the sofa um, unless it's, like, something doesn't that, I guess, I don't know. I feel like I'm more inclined to do podcast work on the sofa mm-hmm. rather than my lectures and stuff because that's listening and editing, which is easy to do on your laptop when it's on your lap on the sofa. But when you're listening to a lecture, making notes, doing questions... You have to be intent, like... Exactly, yeah, it has focused. to be focused. You have to be in the zone and you have to be at a table with your back straight and everything. Mm-hmm. I can't do the lying down on the bed situation. So it just ends up me being at the desk for... more than 12 hours a day exactly and that is so unhealthy um my med school is always um advising us to kind of look away from the screen every uh, 25 to 30 minutes just to change your focal length and look at something really quite far away Mm -hmm. and it's these little things that you need to make sure you're doing it's very easy to forget and get dragged into the whole working you know and the grinding and the hustling and all this needs to get done this needs to get done and this needs to get done but it just need to take like a couple of minutes yeah. here and there to make sure that check up on your body. Yeah. Honestly, when it comes to working, it's such an individual thing. If you're a student listening to this, um, most places will recommend to never, never revise or work for more than eight hours a day. And I thoroughly agree with that recommendation. So that's eight hours, including your lectures, your classes, whatever you have at school or uni, whatever. And that's te- that's kind of what I follow. I probably do more like seven hours because I include a one hour lunch. So I basically structure my day like a nine to five. That's including my lectures. And um, so 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. I'm usually working and I kind of do my most intense work at that time because that's when I focus the best. And then 12 p.m. to 1 p.m. That's when I take a lunch. And in the lunch, I kind of it's not always an hour but if it's an hour then that's when I'll focus on obviously eating putting in some movement if I can doing some podcast work like light podcast work not sitting down and editing an episode because that can I edit really really like detailed um so for me it'll be like doing some drawings or something for Instagram and then 1 p.m to 5 p.m that's when I'm doing like quote-unquote easier work so not listening to lectures more like doing my own reading doing my own research if I have a webinar obviously attend the webinar that type of thing Mm. and then after that I'll take a break and then I'll usually spend a couple of hours either on my blog or on my podcast or doing you know whatever I need to do obviously there's job applications Mm -hmm. and there's like my new job now and whatnot so it's about finding what's achievable for you so obviously for me it's not achievable to do 12 hours of revision a day I can't do it I won't do it (laughs) I'm gonna lose my mind but for me achievable is seven to eight hours and then you know spending some time after doing what else I need to do um and yeah I think honestly like Sarah just gave some good tips I might put this all into a blog post like I was gonna do a, <laughs> the toxic side of productivity as a blog post it's probably mm. already up by now actually it's gonna be uh, out on February 8th or something like that um, but I might put like a few tips together because I think it can be really helpful I've heard about the look away from your screen every 20 mm-hmm. minutes look away for like 20 seconds yeah. or something um, yeah probably yeah, roughly yeah a look just far into the distance basically and changing your focal length is really yeah. important yeah making yeah. sure your monitors two meters away from you that type of thing so um two... I know my one's like a meter <laughs> and a half away from me so it's not that bad but obviously how is it okay that's good yeah Yeah, mine's pretty close (laughs) no the thing is (laughs) we talked about this with an episode we did last term uh, not last term sorry last semester what the hell season season. last season um in the (laughs) exercise episode we were talking about having like a standing desk and stuff um and I honestly like I don't 
feel the need to get one because I sit up straight at my desk and one thing that helps me is having my monitor quite far and having my monitor higher because then obviously I can main, uh, like maintain good posture and stuff so yeah. yeah just making sure you have those little things um yeah I think it'd be nice to end off with like maybe our three top tips um okay and yeah do you want to go first okay so um three top tips of like productivity or just surviving surviving this kind of work life perhaps Balance. balancing productivity with life yeah yeah my tip number one if you've got your tips now go ahead because i i need to <laughs> okay. think this through i have so, so I, many <laughs> yeah so i guess my first tip is obviously make sure to find what works for you and that's gonna take trial and error that's gonna take some time you might be annoyed in the process of it but honestly if you're consuming all this content about productivity and then not doing anything about it, you're wasting more time doing that than finding what works for you. So consume this t- content, of course, but take the tips that you think are going to be most applicable to you and implement that. See if it works. If it doesn't work, no harm. If it does work, great. You've got something that you can use. Second tip, I think, take breaks. <laughs> like, honestly, take a break we all work too hard we actually do um something that sarah actually put in the notes that we forgot to mention is that this work hard thing you know we all work we all want to work 80 90 150 hours a week and i mean that might be feasible for some people it might be a way to kind of get us to do more work in our jobs than we're supposed to be doing be happier with doing more work but honestly don't like if you need a break take a break take breaks whilst you're working so for for me I do the Pomodoro method which is 25 minutes of studying five minute break 25 minutes five minutes do that for like four hours then take a longer break and then continue doing that um for some people it might be 45 minutes 15 minute break I I think I tend to I tend to prefer the 15 minute one because you just kind of once you get into the zone you just want to stay in the zone yeah and you just you get yeah I think breaking my distraction sometimes it takes me a bit of time to get back into the into the task and so it's okay for you to take these longer sessions the Pomodoro is the it's the modified they call it the modified Pomodoro Mm -hmm. technique or method yeah yeah and last tip is to get enough sleep and this is not subjective you stole mine (laughs) (laughs) we didn't actually mention what enough sleep is enough sleep is seven to ten hours a night some people um like seven is the lowest you generally fall into that range for me seven and a half and eight hours is perfect um you'll find what's perfect for you is Mm. when you go to sleep what time do you wake up without an alarm clock yeah and then see that for a few days a better question was when was the last time you woke up without an alarm clock that alarm honestly is so jarring it really is like you know when you hear it outside of your waking up it gives you that like jolt and shock it just is such an aggressive Mm -hmm. way of waking up (laughs) yeah see I've come to a point where I don't necessarily need an alarm clock anymore unless something is happening really early in the day oh gosh no I do but um because most of my stuff tends to happen after 12 anyway but I've gone into a routine where I can wake up before nine with not much problem so thank god for that let's hope it stays if you've if you're following my blog you know that i've struggled with that for literally years but um let's hope that stays get enough sleep but also get good quality sleep so make sure that as much as possible you have like a good wind down routine so you can fall into that deep um stage that will really help you having good sleep hygiene um making sure trying as much as possible not to wake up multiple times during the night that's what i'm struggling with right now i tend to wake up in the Mm -hmm. night because i need water and that's easily fixable by just having a glass of water like half an hour before you go to sleep so some people can't avoid it though they just have like really restless sleep yeah yeah which i guess is i'm yeah maybe medical attention yeah um in that situation but yeah i think those are my three tips okay right um, my three tips would be make sure you're not doing work all day long. I guess mm-hmm. it's similar to what you're saying, but as 
like this routine that I've established is where it's only been two days into it where you stop at a certain time and make sure you do stop at that certain time Mm -hmm. and like because work is at home now home is work Mm. for a lot of people at the moment and so it's very easy to get tied into doing work all day long um yeah when you shouldn't be you shouldn't be because if you were at work you'd go to to work at nine or uni start nine you finish five or whenever your lectures are and that's your work you come home and it's a different story you're not working anymore so why are you working from like if you're working in corporate then i feel for you (laughs) (laughs) i mean the majority i don't yeah i guess it's very individualistic isn't it yeah and even for university students like you come home there's revision to do Mm -hmm. there's things to catch up on there's research to do assignments to to fit in but for the most part you do need a couple of hours during more than a couple of hours during the day where you just allocate time for you yourself and your family if you're living with family and um to get away from the screens mm-hmm. really just is main yeah that that would be the the summary of the whole of this tips in particular get away from screens um because we're kind of in a screen world at the moment which i really hate <laughs> but there's nothing we can do about it yeah uh yeah okay and then um my second tip would be having dedicated workspace Mm-hmm. and a dedicated resting space yep don't do your work where you sleep and don't sleep where you do your work she's shading me i'm literally be... work like <laughs> recording this on a bed right now are you actually i did not notice that <laughs> but no that's such a good tip it's important to have separate place i mean if you can guys i understand situation is different and not everyone is lucky enough and lucky enough to have um you know a dedicated workspace yeah. for this for themselves yeah, yeah, yeah. and a dedicated sleeping like i mean i've had all these sorts of all sorts of productivity um videos be like oh make sure you don't do work in your bedroom like there's literally nowhere else i can do work yeah no if you obviously if you can't leave your bedroom at least try to not do it in your bed um you know if you don't have a desk i know a lot of people don't have a desk i didn't until Mm. literally my second year of university um you know dining table kitchen table if you have one on the floor oh okay maybe not on the floor because that would be really bad for your back but if you can try to be away from your debt from your bed that will be really really helpful and honestly oh my god so i've spoiled myself a little bit so i have a desk now (laughs) and my desk is where i do where I watch my lectures, but also where I write my blog post and where I do all the the work for the growth medium. And I've put myself in a situation where at my desk, I can only focus on my blog and the growth medium. I cannot focus on uni <laughs> So it ended up being counterintuitive because now I'm like, I don't know where I work best with my uni work. Like I don't have a place where I can focus on my uni work because when I'm at my desk, I'm like, oh yeah i need to just write like write this script or send this email and no you're in that creativity kind of podcast creator blog poster exactly exactly. yeah yeah (laughs) i get it i get it well i mean like i could work like in the dining room but i have siblings guys it's not it's not doable Mm. they can they can get noisy yeah um so really All my work is done at the desk. Yeah, obviously find a space that works best for you. The dining table works for me because I only have one younger sibling who's at university. So it's pretty chill. But um, um, like I get annoyed if my sister is working in the same proximity as me. So is it? <laughs> yeah, like I mean, sometimes it's nice having her because it's like, yeah, two two like university students studying together. But other times it's literally like, I can hear your lecture. Can you stop? So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Okay. Um, and my last tip would be when you get out of bed, the first thing you do is make your bed. Ooh. I think it's 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 a it's a theme with a lot of productivity videos but I truly I've it's something I've implemented myself mm-hmm. is the first thing I do in the morning is to make my bed without fail because if that's the only thing you've accomplished in that day at least you can get back to a bed that's been made mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
And I, I just, yeah, it's it's nice. It gives a different vibe to the room. It gives you kind of like, you know, a clean, tidy bedroom. Yeah. And it's nice. Yeah, I agree it, with it that. Creates that. It creates that mindset. Yeah. And um, yeah. Honestly, that that's a really good tip as well because it helps. I don't know. It makes your room feel cleaner, bigger, yeah. fresher. But also, mm. I think one thing that a lot of productivity YouTubers kind of don't think is effective is having these little goals because if you do these little goals then really you haven't accomplished anything big and i completely disagree with that if all you can accomplish is this little goal for the day that's fine good on you good, good on you on you've you, done something yeah. you know for a lot of exactly. people they're struggling with you know even getting their bed done so if you can do that then honestly well done so i think that's where we'll wrap up the episode yeah. for today and wrapping up um, season we two. really isn't it oh this is bittersweet we yeah. won't be back until well we'll be on instagram but we won't be back until season three which would be in the summer mm. um yeah so, we're yeah. gonna take quite a few months off this time around because obviously yes we've got exams university and, <laughs> you know like yeah we have to uh, like sarah's in med school i'm in third year these exams are like very very important so we're going to take a few months yeah. off to focus on these exams making sure that we're not hustling too hard we're not grinding too just hard. enough just, just enough, enough obviously <laughs> um but yeah this was a really really great season we obviously mm-hmm. the whole point of the season was to merge science and culture and it was a really really fun season for me so yeah, if you want definitely. like if you want like another season that kind of builds on this um topic or theme yeah then let us know because we can do more we can talk for days if you couldn't tell this has been an hour and we've been talking about god yeah. knows what <laughs> and i'm sure we could continue yeah yeah we haven't mentioned like sarah made like a little not script but like main points for this episode no, we haven't yeah. gone over half of them <laughs> so no, like to bit, talk a bit too much mm-hmm. yeah oh well okay then before before we leave Again, we just want to say thank you to all our guests that have come on this season. We really, really appreciate everything that you brought to, obviously, the season of the growth medium, the knowledge that you've given to us. We always want to continue learning. We always want to continue growing our mindset. And I can't thank our guests enough for helping us do that and making these episodes possible, really. They're literally the sweetest. I don't know. We All our guests are absolutely amazing and yep. really really genuinely really nice people um and yep. we just chat to them after we finish recording the episodes which is honestly my favorite part when we've wrapped mm. everything up and we just have a little discussion um together and to get to know them a bit more um mm-hmm. so yeah jenny really thank you from the bottom of our heart do you want to do you want to sign it off Okay, do yeah i'll do that um so don't forget to rate and review this episode and all the other episodes that came before this um and let us know in the comments and uh on, IG. on our instagram on instagram at the growth medium comment um like tag everything in between you know we're going to be posting there um quite a lot so don't forget to go and interact with us there and uh see you in season three guys bye, bye.